everyone, and welcome back to Broadcast and our new slot, Thursday night, 8 o'clock. Make sure to tell your pals if you're not watching. Uh, the way it works here in Broadcast and nice and simple, we're going to have a chat from some amazing individuals all around the world, from the world of music, from the world of entertainment, from the world of beards, hair, cage fighting, whatever we want to do. It's all about just connecting with some of the awesome folks that we know from not only Broadbeard, but from all around the planet. The way this works, though, is if you could do us a favour, hit that share button, let as many people know about it, and if you think it would be interesting, this type of thing, hit that tag button as well. And don't forget, you can check out the archive episodes on YouTube and Spotify. Right, got a great guest for you today. Very, very excited. What's the way to introduce this man? Well, he is, um, shall we say, he's the Sultan of more hair in Glasgow. Uh, I think we like that. The Duke, the King of Hair, the King of Beards. We can keep this going all night. Uh, give it up for the wonderful Mr. Tony Knight. Uh, how you Good doing, day. man? I'm uh, bad. Cheers. Did we do the cheers thing? Did we do the cheers? Cheers. There you go. <laughs> That's the closest we'll be allowed to get for six months. Uh, I know. I this up to your soft hands, Billy. It's only a matter of time. I have got them all oiled really up for you. Um, how are you finding this, man? I mean, obviously, I want to make this very clear uh, before we kick off. Mohair is open for business. Yeah. Open for yeah, business. We, we, we open back up on the 15th of July. Um, right. So, naturally, as soon as the doors opened, it was just mayhem. You know, everybody wanted... Just that wee bit of normality back in her life, like going for a haircut, going for a coffee. Do you know what I mean? So it was wild for five weeks or so. And then when the kids went back to school, everything's kind of levelled off a bit. And, you know, you know, people are just kind of finding finding themselves again and seeing yeah. kind of how the new normal is, you know what I mean? But, I mean, no, we, we, we've, been, uh, we've been trading as normal since then. Obviously... You know, we're adhering to all the kind of COVID restrictions and there's uh, certain things we need to do. Not greatly dissimilar from what we were doing before in terms of yeah. timeliness and stuff like that. But, you know, obviously, you know, the social distancing and kind of, you know, generally making sure, like, everybody's no fucking manky and they're washing exactly. themselves and stuff, you know. Some but, of it's common sense stuff. It's like if we could just imagine Nicola Sturgeon just came out in the middle of a wee panel, went, if you'd all kind of be a little less bogging, that'd I, be absolutely a wee bit less manky, and we might maybe just get through this. Well, you know, but then on the other hand, some people reckon a bit of filth is good for you. You know what I mean? It builds up the immune system and stuff system. like that. But I don't know. I think um, I definitely uh, common sense has to prevail through all this madness. What was it like when you, when the announcement was made that you guys were going to be opening back up? You said there was a rush. Was it like was your was your phone was your bookings blowing up within minutes? Or well, I, yeah, I've got a kind of booking system. Obviously, it comes through on my phone and Aye. tablet. And I was actually up a ladder painting a ceiling at the time, and my phone was just ping, 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 ping. Oh shit! <laughs> like what the fuck, man? I thought it was like you know something <laughs> really bad's happened. Do you know what I mean? And uh, I, I was, I was glad to see that. I was, I was a bit ready to come back to work. There's only so many pina coladas and buckfast a man can drink. You know what I mean? So, mate, we uh, bought we, a hot tub. We bought a hot tub. What the fuck? Hot we, tub. <laughs> we bought like we got a blow up hot tub at the back door. I live, right. I live in Kilmarnock. What the fuck well, am I doing by now? <laughs> well, hot. That's a uh, it's a good a place as any to put a hot tub, mate. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. Basically, it just we're making we're making people tea. I don't even see the point yet. It's stupid. <laughs> um, but the one thing, I, so 
we'll start at the beginning, I think, because we want to get to, obviously, everything that's going on at Mohair. Don't forget, you guys can check out everything that's going on at yourmohair.com. I think yep, that's right. that's right. You can make sure to check out. We'll remind everybody of that at the end. But in terms of your career getting into it, I mean, you're the, you're the owner, the sultan, the duke of uh, Mohair. Um, in terms of your career getting into, uh, obviously, wh- where was it you grew up, Tony? Um, well, not a lot of people know this, but I'm actually English. Um, what? Well, I don't know if I could say that. No, I don't really want to be, but uh, it just happened. It was the 70s, everybody was loving <laughs> each other, you know what I mean? And so anyway, I was born down there and then um, me and my family moved up here when well, maybe, I think I was maybe about six or seven. Right. Um, so I grew, grew up in the south side of Glasgow mainly. Um and still here at the moment, but right. uh, you know, I started. Um, my first, my first love, if you like, it was it was music. Right. Um, so music kind of really helped me out. Uh, I kind of, well, everybody says like when looking back at the the schemes and whatever in the areas they grew up in, they say it was it was kind of shit. It's yeah. only shit when you look back on it. It was good when you're there. You know what I mean? Right. So I grew up in. Um, Arden on the south side of Glasgow, right, which aye, aye. you know, looking back now, Colin and Justin tried to tidy it up a bit. You know what I mean? They didn't do very well. I'm sure oh, a few hell. people went. It was fucking better before they came. You know what I mean? I'll live with you. I forgot Colin and Justin were actually even a thing. Breaking, breaking into folks' houses saying they're going to jizz up their curtains. What the fuck are you talking uh, about? Uh, <laughs> everywhere. Um, so I like music. Kinda took me out of that sort of scenario, you know, and showed me yeah. a few other aspects to life. Um, and then I discovered hairdressing. One of my, my best friends actually was a hairdresser back in the 80s. Right. And, um, you know, I, I just thought it was amazing. He had great stories to tell about it. You know, he was a punk and he was really into like sort of big, like obviously big massive mohawks and stuff like that. And, you know, bondage gear. Not, not in uh, today's terminology, but... Um, you know, like it was just really sort of stylized and sort of Aye. all these things I'd never really kind of thought about. So I started doing ladies' hair actually initially. Um, I worked in scrimshaws for a few years, done my qualifications in there, and um, worked a few a few different places. Moved back down to London after that, Aye. after I qualified, just dicked about for a while, really. You know what I mean? You know, like the in the back of my mind, I was going to go to New York and then, you know. If I didn't make it as a fucking rock star, I would uh, pretty much just fall back in hairdressing, you know? Yeah. Um, but when all that went tits up and I spent all my money, I'd started doing barbering back in Glasgow. Right. Um, it was actually me placed in the Gorbals. Uh, it was a guy I knew, Danny. I used to party with quite a lot. And, uh, you know, it was nothing like... I'd never held a pair of clippers. I'd never done anything like that, you know? And it was all alien to me. You know, we were all very meticulous, scissors for like, perfect sections and stuff like that. You know, so that, again, it was like, man, I've never never seen anything like this before. So eventually I married the two techniques, like hairdressing and barbering, and came up with kind of what we do today. Um, yeah. Mohair is kind of what would probably be considered modern barbering. You know, there's right. a lot of different terms, a lot of them extremely wanky, but hey-ho, you know what I mean? We, we do what we do. Uh, and obviously, you know, as time went on, we kind of evolved into like the kind of number one beard specialist in Glasgow. Um, you know, and that kind of, that's obviously where 
Rob Beard comes in shortly down the line after that. That's where, it's where you want to be. So in terms of, you, like you say, you being a part of music, what type of music was it you were into at the time? A bit of um, oh, God. Also, I mean, I was I was a blues man when I was like 13, you know what I mean? Like, wow. I was, a, I was the only skateboarder in Ardennes and the only blues <laughs> man in Ardennes, you know what I mean? So... Um, you know, I've just got this kid. image of a beatbox somewhere with you oh, playing like BB well. we... King on it, and <laughs> everyone else just just going for it somewhere. Well, in you know, like back then you used to get people cutting about with a bit of line over the shoulder and a ghetto blaster <laughs> with the batteries running down. You know, but obviously, I when you you put on a bit of like fucking Sunny Terry or something, you, know, you can't really break dance to that. But um, I kind of kept that to myself a wee bit, you know. But you know, I eventually. So I joined better bands and better bands. Yeah. We were in like obviously a band with all our pals and that, you know, and then you just you we were shite, we were terrible. We were called Watershed because we only played after nine o'clock. That's uh, um, that's a tremendous name. That's mate, a tremendous was, name. It was a dark time. But um after that I joined like some proper bands, good old pub bands, you know what I mean? And we were yeah. just doing everything for the blues, the country, to uh, you know, a lot of finger picking stuff and, yeah. Met a lot of amazing people and, and, and got my musical education. Yeah. Kind of around about that time. It was great. Do you think being around those creative people that are leading all these kind of almost alternative lifestyles um, and all these alternative looks, do you think that influenced what you what you were going to do as a, a hairdresser and then later on as a barber? Do you Definitely. think that kind of influenced it? Definitely. Um, I mean, being around creative people, you can't help but be creative yourself. So, I mean, yeah. I wanted to push the boundaries of what I was doing continually, and I still do, you know, even though I'm an old fuck now, I'm still kind of, you know, I still really uh, try and push myself every day and and really kind of, like, try and innovate as well, as yeah. sort of recreate, and, you know, you want to, obviously, kind of, I, I mean, the whole music thing is a big, a big thing in, in my brand, certainly. Um, you know, we've, we've got a very diverse taste of music that gets played in the shop. Um, a lot of musicians come to the shop for that reason, um, you know. So everything all kind of intertwines, really. You know, with, with all creative industries, I think. Yeah, it's certainly, and the, and the thing is as well because you're open to these industries and these different lifestyles, it all kind of, all kind of feeds into one another, doesn't it? Like you say, you get because I know like actors that come to see you guys and yeah. musicians, a couple of wrestlers as well rock up yep. to see you guys as well. Wrestlers. So. Okay, they're all coming from everywhere to come and check out what's going That's on. Certainly. So, in terms of you moving from working at the barbers, learning all these sort of different hybrid styles and sort of getting your own thing, when when did the moment come that you're like, right, I'm going to set out my own. I'm going to do create something new and just set out my own. How fucking ter- terrifying was that? Well, I, it was kind of it was it was weird at the time, you know. Like, I was working on a wee barbers and just kind of trundling away and I was really quite happy at that stage. I didn't really yeah. say, right, that's it, I'm doing my own thing. I thought in the back of my mind, eventually it will happen. Um, at that time, the, the people I was working with, they were amazing, you know. I think I stayed there longer than I probably should have just because I liked them so much, you know. We used yeah. to go surfing all the time and, you know what I mean, it was one of these, like, really nice groups of people, you know, and really enjoyed working there. But it was, it was right after that, actually, I was like, right, well, you know, I kind of, I didn't know how I was going to do it. I had no real plan as such. Um, I just knew that it was it was time for it to happen. It just felt right. And, yeah. um, you know, went through the Prince's Trust and basically kind of, you know, 
they helped me kind of get a business plan together, all that sort of stuff. All right. You know, and then basically just done it. You know what I mean? And then, you know, there's there's no real way you're going to know about anything like yeah. that until you're actually in about it. I mean, I'm still learning as a as a businessman. You know what I mean? I would never really class myself as a businessman, and a lot of my friends who uh, are in business for themselves are exactly the same. We just day every day, and that's it. You know what I mean? Um, I, it wasn't really a, an epiphany as such. It just kind of happened at the right time, I think. i got to admit, I did not see the word Prince's Trust coming out of your mouth. I did not see that coming at all. Yeah. But uh, hey, they do a lot of great work and it helps out a lot of folk. Um, yeah. So we opened up the place, right? Because the, they had ready. money. They had money to give me. You know? well, <laughs> that's what it is at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, what, um, why did we go with Mo here as a name? Well, some people don't know the story. Why, why well, did we go with Mo here? There's a few different kind of levels to it. So, MO is your modus operandi, you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, your intention in life. Right. Um, or it means men only, as it's, it's, well, I mean, that's kind of, it's no strictly men only now, but, you know, yeah. at the time it probably was, there was a, there was a certain uh, time where there was a kind of, Divide. You couldn't go to a barber's and get a really good haircut. You know what I mean. You'd yeah. need to go to a, a salon. You know what I mean. So that's was, really changed a lot over the last like it 10, has. 15 I mean, years. The lines have been blurred with that, and everything's everything's fine with that. You know what I mean. We do it with day. We cut hairs. You know what I mean. You don't need to be too precious about these things. Yeah. Um, but you know, also like more more hair, more more style, more more whatever you want. You know what I mean. But um, I so that's kind of that's kind of the story behind the name, really. Um, it's uh, nothing more than that, really. When you when you were putting the show together, and it sounds like, even though you say that it's not an epiphany, it sounds like you you had a vision in terms of, you mentioned when you worked at the other barbers, you got on with everyone there, it was yeah. a good atmosphere, you felt comfortable, you felt creative. Is that something you wanted to recreate at Mohair when you Definitely. were setting that up? Definitely. I mean, you know, there's no point building a space and a, a kind of workplace where you don't want to be yourself, you know what I mean? And you want other people to feel what you're feeling, do you know what I mean? And you want to kind of enhance their creativity as well to kind of blend in with your brand and then, you know, help them on in the future sort of thing. So, I definitely. How did you How did you find out when you were, were you, did you hire people? Did you have people in mind? Did you bring I didn't, pals I didn't hire anybody for a long time because I'm right. like, there's nobody really doing it the way I do it, you know what I mean? And I've yeah, no... Yeah, yeah got the time to train somebody up and whatever. So it took a long time to kind of let go and just let it happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's been a lot of people that, who now have their own salons in Glasgow that have worked in oh. Moher over the years. And, you know, I, I, I kind of, I'm quite proud of that fact, you know what I mean? Like, they were kind of, like, drip thread the industry in, in Glasgow anyway. Um, but yeah, man, you, need to, you really need to kind of recreate that kind of uh, natural sort of creative vibe, you know what I mean, for yeah. people to pick up on and enhance. Because when you guys were getting going, there was it's like you said, there was this sort of change of, sort of change, I don't know if it was a change of society or it's a change of scenes, but like you say, once upon a time it used to be, you know, guys with a towel over their arm and red and striped, you know, uh, aprons and what have you, that was how people saw barbers. Yeah. Uh, and, and that kind of, it just became modernised and Mohair were really at the one of the guys at the sort of forefront of that. 
So yeah. you started seeing this new wave of, I don't want to say younger people, but just people from a different sort of world coming in. Yeah. Um, when did you feel like, oh, this is, this is, this is taking speed. This is, this is getting up to. It was maybe, you know, maybe about five years in and people were starting to comment and saying, oh, Babylon's become really trendy and all that, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool, man. So I'm just plugging away in my own universe, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, um, I think it's, it's definitely um, it's one of the sort of career paths where you can be an individual, you can be, you know, you can pretty much do and say as you please, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, obviously if I can, you know, for a, a professional perspective, which I've yeah. tried to pass that down to many people, but they're just like not really uh, getting it. But anyway, I mean, I think um, because it is such a, a free thinking type job, then it's attractive to a lot of younger people, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they can dress how they want, they can get fucking tattoos in their face and fucking, you know, they can, they can pretty much be themselves, you know? Um, I think uh, off the back of that, then that's really sort of kick-started our, our, our kind of movement, really, after yeah. that, you know? So now you've got, like, sort of barber bashes and all sorts of other events, you know? Um, these sort of things going all the time, which is it's great for the industry, you know. And um, and and again, you guys are doing like a, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, obviously you're doing hairdressing, you're doing a, a lot of beard work as well. Which is, are you guys still working? Because we know some places aren't. I know you've you've taken all the, the sort of steps and guards of COVID and all the safety measures. You guys working on beards right now? Um, we are at the moment. Um. When we're doing beards, we're obviously masked up. We've got our yep. visors on. Yep. Um, we're kind of following all the, the the protocols. I mean, I think it's kind of easier not to do beards at the moment, you know what I mean? But it's such a big part of your business yeah. that, um, you know, we, we don't want to stop doing it yeah. for the point of view of, you know, it's kind of it as part of your service, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then... You know, we obviously need to keep everybody safe, so we're doing everything we can to keep that yeah. going for as long as we can. And that that shows how much I value not only the customers are, but the service you're providing. You guys are taking that amount of care in order for anyone to come in. So, they're... oh, of course, so. I bet you've had some absolute disaster jobs that you have had to fix, either not only from lockdown. But yeah. just over the years, I bet those first couple of weeks that you guys were open, you must have had full blown Chewbacca's coming oh, in that cool. door. Uh, were that were there, <laughs> were there some really bad ones? I, I mean, I'd say the first two weeks was just full uh, repair jobs. You know, you get some people oh, no. they're like, "Oh, my wife's done a really good job with my hair and all that," you know, and you're looking at it going, "Mm-hmm," and then <laughs> and then you get like all these really clean cut guys that, and every week, you know. And they're like fucking just Chewbacca, as you say, man, with pop bellies and shit, you know. So uh, it was interesting. We got a few absolute nailers. I, I I actually know someone that legitimately shaved off a bit of his beard and glued it back on. It's a true story. It's a true story. And I actually went to the barber's going, here, just to show you, you wouldn't know, would you? And the barber went, I, I did know the minute you walked in the door. Yeah. <laughs> I think you had it on like the Rangway Round or whatever. I don't know. Uh, you know I'm glad you pointed that out, mate. Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to notice that when it just came <laughs> off in my hand. Um, but in terms of getting the place open and, and, and rocking and rolling, 
Where you mentioned how um, beard care is such a big part of your business, yeah, and obviously you guys hooking up with uh, Broadbeard as well. We're both uh, rocking our mugs. I'm having a wee, I'm having a wee cheeky green tea today, actually. I've got, uh, I've got a wee oat milk cappuccino today. Very nice. Very nice. What happened mm-hmm. to us? What happened to us? Do you know what I mean? God knows. Should be a whiskey shot. I, I've had this because uh, I'm on a health kick and uh, turned a wee bit of a fat ride during lockdown, so I'm trying to sort that out. Um, uh. But uh, when did you hook up with uh, Broadbeard? How did that come about? Well, when when we first started, kind of the, the beard thing started really kind of picking up. Mm-hmm. Um, I used a few different brands, and I had a weekend a beard event in the shop. Right. And uh, I, I mean, a couple of uh, one brand in particular who I won't mention let me down quite quite massively. Um, you know, I didn't really like the way he kind of done business anyway. But, I mean, I, f- I felt a lot of the, the products at that time were really overpriced and fucking, you know, not really as good quality as they should mm. be for that sort of price. And, you know, like they're really trying to kind of create this image, which uh, wasn't really kind of coming across in the product, I would say. Anyway... I was kind of like, I'd fed up trying all sorts of different brands and, you know, you know, I wanted one in particular that was in Scotland and I yeah. wanted a brand that, you know, really kind of reflected the the kind of morals of my business as well, you yeah. know. And um, it was, who was it that pointed me in that direction? Oh, it, was, it was one of the guys who was at the beard event actually mentioned to me on the night have right. you tried raw beard oil? So I was like, no. He says, well, they're, in, they're based uh, just outside Edinburgh. Looked them up. So looked them up. And um, basically, from that point, I spoke to John on the phone. Um, we got a wee kind of sample order together. He came through to see us, actually. And uh, I, really nice guy, you know, dead sort of humble, you know what I mean? Just really yeah. kind of... just. He knows he's got a good product and he's just sort of out there doing it. And it's actually, you know, working with John over the years, it's been a joy to watch the, the business evolve into yeah. what it is just now, you know. I mean, we used to meet up in uh, Krispy Kreme's donut car park to uh, get, pick up my, my stock, you know, and it was like a fucking shady wee drug deal, you know what I mean? And like, obviously, I get fucking two trays of donuts while I was there as well. Why wouldn't you? But, um, you know, I, I mean... Me and John really kind of had it off pretty quickly, you know, and then, like, there was a lot of ideas bouncing about at the time. Uh, we both had a common interest in mountain biking as well, so he invited me up to the, the Fort William uh, downhill event where he'd worked the, the year before just kind of uh, getting a product out there and kind of just try to get people to know about it. So, obviously, hooking up with a bar bomb, but he's often you know, beard trims and stuff like that on site and, you know, it just adds to the, the brand and obviously yeah. kind of adds to mine as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it was really, um, it was really a no-brainer. Um, since then, we've done quite a lot of stuff together, a few wee videos and things like that. So it's been fun. And, uh, you know, none of it's been forced. It's all been very natural. And, you know, John will phone me up, right, I've got an idea to do this, you want to do it? And I'm like, aye, fucking right. And vice versa, you know what I mean? So, yeah. aye. It's just been uh, a match made in heaven, shall we say? Well, there we go. Was it was it important to you that it was someone uh, also based in Scotland 
because he said because I know I've heard from not it's not the same thing but there's obviously like a Sparta protein which is based in a, a Spartan protein which is based in in Glasgow I think even and they know where everything comes from and yeah. and they're able to source that was that important to you when you were offering this to your clients or it'd be oh, something that you would use on site I mean as the thing you know like I'm not going to offer my clients something that isn't the the best quality, the best value for money, you know what I mean, that yeah. I can find, that I can source. Um, and and being for Scotland as well as just being easy to access, you know what I mean? Um, it's, I mean, I think using Scottish companies is, makes sense to me, you know what I mean, and, and should to most people. But um, I, I mean, it was quite important that the it was in the country, at least. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, cause, yeah, you know, buying some faceless oil from someone that's basically just crisp and dry. Oh, this is it. Exactly. Uh, and, uh, and some of the ones out there are, are proper rank. Uh, yeah. and, in terms of what you can get on a site in Mohair, um, what is it, the services that you do provide? Because you mentioned beard trims and what have you. You mentioned haircuts. But I know these are real hybrid. It's a little bit of everything that you guys yeah. do. Uh, what is it you guys offer there? So, um, I developed a thing which a lot of the, the Brotherhood followers will have experienced at some stage called the Broadbeard Experience. Um, it's just a thing that, you know, it was a nod more to uh, Broadbeard, you know, and just kind of how I've developed as a company. And I, I wanted to do something to kind of help really promote that. And uh, I, so we developed the Broadbeard Experience, which is... It's, a, it's basically a beard trim, you know, um, tidy up, condition and style, but also get the hot towels on, you know, we're tidying up the necklines, cheek lines, all that sort of stuff. So we bit a bit of decadence, you know. Hi. Um, you know, and, and see that in that like 25 minutes or so, half the people are sleeping, do you know what I mean? See, so just oh, like really? having that wee bit of time just to chill and relax, you know, I think that's as important as the, the, the service itself. Uh, also, um, at the moment, we're not really able to do that, you know, like because of, like the restrictions, we're not really supposed to be using like open razors and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's kind of on hold at the minute. But other than that, I mean, we do offer uh, colour services for your beard, you know, right. like see, like when you start to develop these wee guys here, like wee walrus tusks, we can we can fix that, man. You know, it's oh, like. Fifteen minutes, bada bing, bada boom, and that's you youthful looking again. And you get uh, it done properly, not like some of the patch jobs that we've seen that people have done. I've seen <laughs> these. I've seen. I've seen a little of some some colour. I've seen the neck of these. So someone uh, in telly that had done a shite job. Um, <laughs> what else have we got there? Um, so we do for like your basic cutting style through to uh, specialising long hair as well. A lot of the guys that, that work there have been. As I say, hairdressers before in the past, so we can understand um, how to how to deal with long hair, keeping it looking masculine, and also um, you, we do a full range of technical services as well for colour. We did do perming, but man, it's, it stinks. I'm not going to lie; it's like a cat's been pissing in the back shop for three months. Like so I have sacked that. Good. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I won't lie, that smell. My mum was a permed hair woman. See that well, fucking smell, man. That that's one of my memories day. as well. Going to the hairdressers with my mum getting a perm, and it's just howling. 
and you just sit there even for from a layman like me, just even as a way watching experience going, Is this all worth it? <laughs> Aye, exactly, yeah. <laughs> really just close neck leg over that money. Uh, close neck cut hair, man. Good for fighting. Good for fighting. That was that was uh, that's what Mama Kirk was like. She kept it close just in case. Um, you were talking about like the broad beard experience. Uh, yeah. People have fallen asleep. Maybe you could get into some moho uh, mohair uh, um, ASMR or something. If folk are just you know, it's another source of revenue. Could have you done I don't know what that means. Oh, ASMR. Oh man, these are the reason is because I I was googling some stuff, some questions. And I came across ASMR. What it is, is basically these videos that people put on of people doing things so they'll fall oh, asleep. And, I did that uh, every night, man. Oh, you know the ones I mean then? My, my latest one is watching guys detailing cars. Aye, aye. It's like, so um, that's what it's called, ASMR? I thought ASMR. that was kind of kinky you were talking about there. No, no. Well, it might be a wee bit. I, don't, I never thought about that. I better get, I bet it reminds me. I better clear my browser history. Um, <laughs> just, just to be in the safe side. But no, there was one that was a barber. So you are where the camera is, and it was a guy going, "Oh, just let me cut your hair like this," and he would do the snipping and all that. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And uh, <laughs> said to my missus, and she's like, "I fall asleep doing them all the time." So I'm just saying, mate, if you, you know, maybe another source of revenue. Yeah, they... Strangely compelling. Yes, I know right. you just sit there watching, and you get that wee bit of drill coming down there. Like... <laughs> oh my God. God, that's, not, that's not that's not what we need. Uh, but look, man, what's the what's the plans for the future? Obviously, we're open. We want to make sure we keep the place nice and busy uh, well, going into the new year as well. What's the plans? Well, I mean, we've got a fantastic loyal client base. Um, we've been going for the last sixteen years now, and we, I mean, we keep going from strength to strength. So, I mean, no sort of like breaking news or anything like that. You know what I mean? But we're just going to trundle on. And see what the future holds. If uh, you know, if anything arises in my mind that should materialise as it usually does, but um, I think just keep trucking on. You know, are we going to see more videos? Because I love the Halloween video. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely uh, love the Halloween video. Are we going to see some more? Uh, I definitely. I there'll be more videos on on route. They're fun to do. You know, so I uh, will keep them coming. Yeah, man, it was a big big pop for me when I saw the videos. I was like, cool, All this right. is going to be good. Uh, right, well, people can obviously check out everything that's going on over at mohair.com. You guys are on social media as well? Yep, yep. So we're on Facebook, Instagram. Um, don't really use Twitter. I think we've got a page set up years ago, but uh, I might get back to it. I might not. But I generally Facebook and Instagram are kind of main, main sources, you know? And like I say, you can book through the website. You can, yeah. You can book for the website. You can book for Facebook. I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm going to need to come in and get touched up or anything soon. I was going to ask. Is that is that a kind of um, lockdown do? Did you? I don't know what this is, man. To be honest, I'm loving it, man. That's really been, cool. I've been rocking it for a few years, man, and I've I've yet to figure out. I've, I've, somebody sent me a picture of a Yorkshire Terrier that had effectively the exact same fucking haircut as me. <laughs> Just all I need to wee red bow there, and I can start right. inside a post office, and I am good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good to go. Scaring right, old woman. That's it. Well, you know, might might as well make the the hobby a job. Um, right, I'll I'll pop you back in the green room, mate, and uh, we'll say goodbye just quick. But uh, everybody, give it up for absolutely brilliant Tony Wright from Mohair. Cheers. No worries, man. Thanks. Uh, all right, that's all we got time for on this episode of Broadcast. Don't forget to check everything that's going on over at mohair.com and as well check everything that's going on over at Brobial Oils. This is our new time 
Thursday night, 8 o'clock. Make sure to share it. You can check out all the other episodes wherever you get podcasts and, of course, over to the YouTube. And we're going to be doing a little mix of pre-recorded shows and live shows. So we're going to make sure to hit you up. Keep checking the social media and we'll tell you what's going on. Right, that's all we've got time for. Now, here's the awkward bit of every show where I try not to look at the video so I can fucking cuss. <laughs> And that's us. Perfect, mate. Uh, all done, mate. All done.